Hi, everyone. Welcome to Must Love Food. I'm Maddie, and today I am here with Teresa and Robin. And with the holidays here, and, you know, we're wrapping up Thanksgiving, so we thought it'd be a good time to start talking about some candy and some treats to go with our holiday festivities ahead of the game. So thank you, Teresa and Robin, for joining me. How are you, too? Excited. Excited for the holiday season. You know, we definitely went all holiday right before Thanksgiving and decided to decorate our house because we just couldn't wait any longer. And we love having some good cheers and all that Christmas stuff always brings a smile to our face. So we're ahead of the game here. All right. <laughs> and we get to chat. Yeah. And today, what are we talking about, Maddie? Candy. Yay. You know, that and personally... We don't make too many candies in our house. We're definitely like on the dessert side of like cookies and bars. Uh, but we do enjoy our, our fair share of candy. So how about you two? Do you guys make candies on the holiday? Well, I come from um, a long line of candy makers. My my grandfather was a chocolatier and he was also a grocer. So and my mom, who uh, loved making candy at the holiday, she just... It was really adorable how much she loved it because generally she didn't like to cook, but she loved to make candy and cookies. I did not know that about the chocolatier. That's yeah, cool, not, Teresa. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's very interesting. So, Did he I have his own not, shop? Yeah. Um, he, he, when he came over from Italy, he went to Florida where his uncle lived, and his uncle was a chocolatier, so he learned the business there. And then when he... Um, came across the country to Iowa, he started a chocolate shop here in Des Moines. Oh, cool. That okay, Robin, what do you think? What do you do? Well, I didn't really grow up making candy very much. My mom did a little bit, but my, my grandma made, you know, she was make she made candy. And, but I never did. So, but when... <laughs> No, I didn't. You just enjoyed it. <laughs> I just enjoyed it. Um, I remember, you know, when she made like, you know, meringue, little meringue things and stuff like that. But um, no, I didn't really. I just got, like as you said, I enjoyed it. And then when she got older, then um, she would do, uh, you know, candy and she would give us candy when, you know, I was had kids and she would make candy. And we, we kind of enjoyed that she switched from giving gifts to giving candy. Yes, um, <laughs> because the candy was, you know, you never knew what grandma's gifts were going to be. I'll just put it that way. Um, so, <laughs> so the candy was always like, oh, good, it's candy. <laughs> and homemade and candy welcome. is the best. Right. And it always brought a smile to everybody's face because we did look forward to candy from grandma at, at Christmas because she um, she and my, my and her husband, my step grandpa, always put a lot of work into uh, mm-hmm. making candy at Christmas and it was always a welcome a welcome thing so and love and love yes because indeed. so candy is definitely a labor of love in my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah it takes some time you know and especially when you you know she had five grandchildren so she they were busy <laughs> sure. making batches of everything yep so it was that's that's my favorite uh candy memory is is you know, grandma employed making candy for us. That's so sweet. I know, you know, I was just trying to think back to the last time I've done it and I'm sure it was at cuisine, 
But my first time making fudge was definitely when I was at Iowa State, which is surprising that I made it to college and not having <laughs> had made candy yet. <laughs> Did you yeah, make but, it in the dorm room? No, it was in one of our classes. Okay. I'm trying to think which class it was. It was kind of an intro into a variety of different things. Um, and one was, you know, candy making. So we had different groups and I can't, I, I was on the fudge group and it was, we had to do it all by hand, like the old way where you're sitting there and you're turning and you're, you're <laughs> trying to get rid of all that graininess and how to keep stirring and stirring. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was shortly after that when I'm like, I don't want to make fudge again. <laughs> <laughs> I love fudge. That's one of my favorite things. Of course, I love chocolate. So fudge yes. is my favorite. Well, and it's so rich and full of flavor, and it can take on so many different flavor combinations. Like, it really is great, but it does take a lot of effort. Right. And you truly can just have just a small little piece, and it's satisfying because right. it's so rich that just a little bit will be satisfying. It's a long way. Totally. And you know what? And I know we have tons of different recipes online. So if you guys are feeling like wanting to make some candies, head over to our website. But we're going to talk a little more about the recipes Teresa um, developed for our holiday issue and kind of go into a little more in depth on those. Um, so don't forget to reference our holiday issue and online for some more ideas if you're deciding to treat your loved ones with some candies or sweet treats this year. So Teresa, what do you want to talk about first? What was your favorite? Well, my personal favorite um, uh, from the recipes in the holiday issue is it's got to be turtles. I love these turtles. And they're, they're pretty fun to make. Um, out of all the recipes in, this issue, in the holiday issue for candy, this, these take uh, the most time and care because timing is important with, with everything here, with the chocolate and the caramel and... and um, putting your pecans to toast because when you put your pecans in the oven to toast, they can turn like <laughs> on a dime. So, so timing is the issue with the turtles, but they're so worth it because a, they're just adorable when you get through because they, they look like they have a little head and two legs, just like turtles look. And then you place the, the hot caramel on top of those, on, on top of the, the triad of pecans, and then chocolate on top of that. And then you can even dress up the chocolate with either crushed, um, crushed peppermints or pretzels or even give it a little sea salt. I loved these, and these were so tasty. And, Teresa, I had to laugh because... Uh, you brought them in and we are sampling them. And, you know, we realized one key important part here. And what was that? <laughs> Absolutely do not refrigerate these because you will not be able to eat them. You <laughs> they, might break a tooth. <laughs> they become too hard to eat. And I was just, I was just appalled that I even did that. I mean, common sense, them. though, is that yeah. if you make something, you put it in the fridge, who would right. have thought that it would set that hard? <laughs> and it did. But they did. <laughs> so don't do that. And, but, you know, we're also, you know, everyone wants feedback on the recipes and stuff. And we're eating I'm like, yeah, it has great flavor, but it was a little hard to bite through. <laughs> well, that, that's why we have our test kitchen. That is the exact reason, because come to find out um yeah did the wrong thing there hey 
lessons but I, I I did remake them um, and then I brought them in again remade not refrigerated and they were delicious <laughs> they were and everyone had nothing to say about them they were perfect <laughs> <laughs> And but what I also liked about all these is that you do not require a candy thermometer. And I know that's one of my biggest things is whenever I need a thermometer, I feel like I have none around. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing about all of these recipes is um, they're quick and easy because my mom, who I learned to make candy from, liked quick and easy recipes. And she didn't want to fool with candy thermometers. or Although she did make divinity, that was the one thing that she took her time on, is divinity, because she loved it. So, But usually it's quick and easy, so passing along quick and easy recipes. Like um, this marbled chocolate bark, it just has um, nuts and crushed peppermints in it, but it has swirled chocolate and vanilla um, together. And, and that's like the artistic part for me that I love is swirling it together and see what kind of, what kind of shapes the chocolate makes. It's just, they're really pretty and pretty to give that way. And so easy to make. And they're, they're very quick. They only and take satisfying. <laughs> yep, they only take 30 minutes, but when I, I like to put them in a, a like a plastic bag and tie it with a cute ribbon on top to give, and it's just really lovely to give as a gift because they're so gorgeous and nice to receive. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Also, don't forget that part. <laughs> exactly. It's something about a homemade treat that, you know, even a meal or even just a, you know, something little, it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but does make a big, you know, impression on someone or that you took a little time just to say that you're thinking of them and, you know, drop off a little sweet treat. Yeah. And that's what I like when I receive those gifts. So in our, we live in a circle and the neighbors give gifts uh, at Christmas time to each other and I always think when I receive one of these homemade gifts that wow you, that's really it's extra special because knowing that the time it took to make and and it, it feels like you're appreciated you know when you get one of these homemade gifts <laughs> you're right Plus, we, we had a we had a quite a good fudge maker in our circle um, really when we first moved in here that was probably the best fudge I ever had it was the way she made fudge it was so creamy and smooth but it wasn't heavy tasting it was very light and then the uh, woman across the street was Greek and she made baklava every Christmas for the neighbors it was wow. just amazing because I know that takes a while to make and you just feel like, you know, to see her coming across the street, you know, she has baklava. It's like, oh boy, I can't wait, you know, open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that one you've got to do layers after layers yeah. and you're working with phyllo, which is so thin and it's mm -hmm. like tearing and you get so frustrated. And it's like, it all works out, but it is yeah. so good. I think she's made baklava since she was a child. So I think she's got that kind of nature. Down. Yep. <laughs> Nice. Well, very nice. An, another treat um, in the holiday issue is panuche. Speaking of fudge, yes, and this is a brown sugar fudge. So it's not a chocolate fudge, but it's very nutty. It's got pecans inside and uh, sprinkled on top, and 
absolutely no candy thermometer necessary because of this method. So this method, it's not fussy. It's it's quick and easy. And uh, it the only thing is it's quite the sugar bomb because yeah. instead of, um, you know, depending on your candy thermometer, um, you replace that with adding powdered sugar. So there's quite a bit of powdered sugar in these, but man, they are so good. And then you just you just um, refrigerate them overnight because they really have to set up uh, before you cut them. And then you cut them into very small squares because they're very rich, but they're so they're so cute and also great to give as as uh, as food gifts. And I never had panucci before, so I was really excited about this one. And it was very creamy and very tasty. But you're right. A small square is just enough to get your... Just enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you did this in an 8 by 8 correct, Teresa? Exactly. And you get like over 40 of them. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty much worth your while if, if you're serving uh, for your family at the holidays or giving as gifts. Uh, it goes a long way, more, more than you would think. Then the, the other candy in here um, is uh, um, like a munch mix. But this is fun to engage the kids because they can pick out all kinds of add-ons to this. Like, for example, I picked out some um, yogurt-covered, those tiny, teeny, tiny mini pretzels that are yogurt covered. Uh, we did the red and green M&Ms. There's some coconut in there, toasted coconut, because we kind of like toasted coconut in our family. Um, there's nuts in there, but really pretty much anything goes. And then you can tailor it to different holidays. Like you can put, you know, all those like Thanksgiving type of candy corns that are you know, shape for Thanksgiving in there. You totally. can put pecans in there instead to make it more um, fall-like instead of Christmas-like. And if so, you're like our house, we still have tons of Halloween candy that I'm trying go. to put into everything. So that would work out <laughs> perfectly. That's good reusing. I mean, you're going to turn around and Christmas is here and you're getting more candy. So it's exactly. like we made banana muffins the other weekend. And I was like, okay, let's get the M&Ms. Let's throw some of those in. <laughs> they eat them. So yeah, why not? And, and this, this method is, is kind of unusual because you get a, a big um, brown paper sack from like the grocery store to mix all this up in. And then you put it in the microwave. Uh, and then it gets coated that way. So in, in lieu of baking it in the oven, it's all microwaved in a big paper grocery sack. And this is how I remember make, my mom making this caramel Chex mix. So that like totally yeah. brought a deja vu. Like I had, <laughs> that was the only time I'd ever heard of anyone making it in a paper bag. So yeah. when she brought this back, I was like, wait, I know a recipe that does that too. <laughs> Have you done that, Robin? Yes, indeed. We did that too, making caramel corn and, and, in a paper bag. That's and so it's fun to shake it up in the paper bag. Fun, fun for kids too. You exactly. Care, careful of the, the heat, but, you know, the steam when you open it. But, um, yeah, it, it, this is the fun part about it is adding on anything you want and 
shaking it up. I agree. And I know um, we use, I've made this for, um, Kira, like for my different sports, we'd always like volleyball, we'd have meets on Sunday and we'd all take turns bringing like different snacks or treats and stuff. And th- that was one of them. That was a favorite. And scotcharoos, of course, which, mm, you know, can't go wrong yeah. with those. Nope. <laughs> but, but yeah, I definitely like this one. It brought back like my childhood memories because I had never heard of anyone else making it in a paper bag. <laughs> Yeah, and and to your point, this is so great for a big gathering of people because, A, you just can't eat one handful. It's pretty much impossible. And and it feeds a whole bunch. And it's great to just sit out and have um, people walk by and they just grab a handful. Totally. And we actually had in the test kitchen, uh, Blue Diamond sent us some spicy, like ghost pepper, cayenne, a different, like a combination of very hot nuts. And I told Teresa that I actually mixed in a few of it with the sweet munch mix and it was very good. Yeah, so, that, that's yeah, a great definitely. juxtaposition of spicy and sweet. Yeah, it was great. Good stuff right there. Yeah. Okay, these might be my next favorite that you did, Teresa. Well, and, and actually these are my sister's very favorites. Also. Are they? But... They look very elegant, but they're so easy to make. And that's that's my mom's and my favorite part of these. Um, but it's like a little shortbread cookie underneath. And then you put chocolate and nuts on top of it. Um, but um, they're toffee squares. And you can cut them into any kind of shape you want to. You can you can either you can even make them rounds, you know, if you want to. But but they look, they look rather elegant. Um, they can dress up or down, whichever. But the toffee flavor, because of that, um, it's like it's a vanilla-y, shortbread-y type of crust. And then you uh, sprinkle toffee bits, like those Heath uh, packaged toffee bits on top with more nuts. And they're just, they're just to die for. They really are. You just melt in your mouth. It's kind of like you have that crunch, but then it's like, it's so delicate too. I like to, when you have your uh, Christmas cookie tray gatherings with your um, neighbors or friends, I like to bring these because they they look very, very cool because of the the cookie layer and the chocolate and the nuts. And they, they look elegant enough to serve for a dinner, you know, for like a little dessert after dinner with coffee or what have you. Right. And, you know, when you hear toffee too, though, you think like, okay, steering away from that, that sounds too complicated. But these, once again, are about 30 minutes or less. So all of these have been like some really time saver, easy to approach that anyone can do, or you could recruit some help to get these done. That's exactly right. And so they're so easy, you can, and you don't have to make them all at once because you can keep them. So you can make all of them. You can make pick, you know, pick and choose, mix and match. You've got it made. I agree. You know, especially with the holidays, a lot of times, if you are thinking about gifting some candies or cookies, make ahead is key. You know, you don't have to spend a whole day unless you want to, and you're having friends or family over to do it together and have fun. 
you can break it up. You can make one cookie or one candy one day or a next, you know, if some hold right. better than others. Um, right, absolutely. The freezer is your friend. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So. Just, I know a lot of times if I'm doing cookies or something that I'm freezing, I put an extra, you know, put some parchment in between the layers so, you know, they don't stick together. Give plenty of spacing um, and, you know, maybe not frost them unless, you know, you really want to. Some are fine frosted. I know sometimes I like to wait just because I like the taste of like fresh frosting versus right, right. And you, so putting them in. Yeah, right. So when you're doing cookies, that's a, that's a really good idea too. Then you can just pull them out. They're already made and then you can just frost them and go. So that's a, that's a good cookie tip right there. <laughs> Totally. Right. Um, and, and, and these toffee oh. squares, you can make the shortbread part way ahead and then put the topping on later. So right. that works Absolutely. in that case, too. Yeah. Awesome. And Teresa, I think you had an email about, the, was it the panucci that came in? Someone was going to yeah. make it? Yeah, someone was interested in making the panucci and wondered if they had to be stored, um, refrigerated, or could they go on a cookie tray uh to be sent, I think I think they were going to send um, a delicious treats somewhere if they if they could go on with other things um, and not be refrigerated. And the answer is no, you do not have to refrigerate um, this fudge because well, our most fudge is actually because the high sugar content will um, carry them through. So you do not even though there's dairy in the actual fudge the high sugar content will help take care of that. And uh, yeah, no, no refrigeration necessary after they're made. And Robin, I know we have tested so many different ways of sending treats and your, <laughs> your dad was always the recipient because we just ship it from right. Iowa to California. And <laughs> That's right, we did. <laughs> did we ever find a good version to ship? We never found the best way, did we? I think we kind of just gave up and said, I don't know. <laughs> Because I know one time, didn't we try putting some in like a paper towel roll or some or, or a Pringles container stacking them? And I we think that, that held decent. That helped. Yeah, that helped pretty good. But you have to have the right size to fit yes. down in there. So then we did that. <laughs> we did Definitely have extra that, bubble wrap. <laughs> bubble wrap is your friend. And, you know, and yeah, I think, and we did layers. I think, you know, we had layers in between them. And, you want them pretty tightly packed. You don't want you don't want them to whatever you have packing and sending. You don't want them to jiggle around because the more it jiggles around, it's just going to knock the edges off and break them up. So when you're packing something up, just think of it in that respect. You want them to sit tight yes. in that in your packaging. So keep that in mind. It would seem like the softer items would be easier to ship than the more crispy ones also this yeah maybe like more of a loft style cookie like yeah. those i mean you get broken cookies you're still gonna eat them you might eat it even more than you would <laughs> yes and right. the calories don't count if you're eating broken cookies right <laughs> absolutely and you can always sprinkle it on top of ice cream if you know, yeah it's really bad i mean you know <laughs> Those broken cookies are not going to waste. Absolutely. <laughs> well, whatever we sent my dad, they didn't complain. <laughs> you know, my parents were like, hey, it's not a problem. It's fine. Just keep it. <laughs> they were good little helpers. <laughs> they were. <laughs>
And I know too, um, I remember this tip and testing it in the test kitchen. If um, people like peanut brittle or something that, you know, you have to spread onto a baking sheet that does seem to set pretty quickly because you're pouring hot onto a cold. Um, one tip was to heat up your baking sheet that you're going to be pouring your peanut brittle on just to give you a little more time for spreading it out and getting right. it just how you want it in a nice thickness. Um, that one was a, a big one that I liked. Right. So maybe put it in a warm oven. It doesn't have to be a hot sheet, but just so it's yes. not a cold, not, not cold. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't shock it to just set instantly when it hits. You get a little more wiggle time about getting it just where you want it and just to kind of tip it and, you know, use a towel to make sure in case it is a little warm. <laughs> right. Right. Kind of like how cold my kitchen is right now. And uh, yeah, things set up pretty fast. Exactly. Or if you know you need it cold, you can pop that baking sheet and make your own little marble by putting your baking sheet into the freezer, get it nice and cold. It's a good conductor. And then use that for your fill in marble. (laughs) Right. Right. If you don't have, if you're not lucky enough to have a marble countertop to work on and not not all of us have that so we have to improvise sometimes and so that is a good tip also I like that one Uh, anything else you guys can think of some little I know we've got a variety of things on our online from gingerbread houses to oh Robin you did those ginger cookies this issue too wasn't it yes we have the gingerbread little gingerbread cookies and they're very simple and we just dress those up with just a little icing and a and a straight tip so they were and they're cute so you don't always have to go all out or if you want to go all out do the gingerbread house download that gingerbread house from our website and there's all the instructions on how to put it together and just go all out if you want to because goodness that's always fun too and get you know get family involved that is a Mm -hmm. good a good family project right there Uh, and these gingerbread people that robin made it uh she made them to adorn uh, gingerbread cheesecake in this holiday issue but actually the gingerbread people that she made they're so tasty and even even if they're so easy to make um, I would be making these cookies just as cookies (laughs) that good they are and it does double duty it's the crust in that cheesecake so you can you know you use half for the crust and then turn the other half dough into some decorations or for snacking there you go. You really do. I love those, Robin. They are so cute. And I know, is it on one of the spreads, you made some more of the people and dressed them up a little bit. And they are just darling. So it's it was fun. It's fun. So, boy, this time of year, there's so many fun things to do. <laughs> I agree. And I'd also like to give a shout out from this issue um, to these uh, chai spice tea cookies that Pam made. Um, they're uh, accompanying our all about tea story but my goodness these were amazing I loved these and they had just enough spice in them but they were kind of a soft cookie which I like soft cookies but they had they had a, a nice frosting on them and then candied ginger on top and oh my gosh one of my favorite cookies now. They were too, they were good. They were very tasty. And I never thought I would like them that much, but they, you know, it's exactly. oddly, you just keep snacking on them and they're the perfect right? size. <laughs> Absolutely. They're oh the my perfect goodness. tea cookie, really. I mean, because I mean, they have tea in them. 
exactly. <laughs> and it's something different to surprise your guests with or, you know, because everyone normally has like, you know, the truffles or, you know, the the fudge and the little things that to throw in a little thing and put a little, I know, Teresa, last, was it last year you did that fun gifting story or a couple, I can't remember what year it was, but you gave some different, a variety of different gifting ideas too, yeah. and, you know, tags and containers and, you know, put a little note on it, what they are and a little, you know, include the recipe even and maybe get some extra bonus points. Because personally, I would like to see somebody coming to my door with those because <laughs> who doesn't want a nice hot cup of tea with those tea cookies? My goodness. That's, that would be a well, wonderful gift. Absolutely. And you could also tuck in a couple of the tea bags. Oh, that'd be fun. You know, ding, just, ding. Tuck those, just tuck that on there too. Lovely. So. That sounds like a nice little oh. gift idea. Throw yeah. a coffee mug in too. Oh my goodness, ladies. <laughs> we've just, we've got it now. It's like we're on the shopping, like gifting <laughs> spree right now. <laughs> Amazon might be coming to my house a lot more often these days. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. So yeah, shopping is my, my friend right now, I guess. <laughs> and when in doubt, start heading to the kitchen and doing a little baking is always just as nice. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I just want to say that one of my favorite memories is um, the uh, weeks that um, we've spent for Christmas break in college and I'd come home and, you know, how I said my mom was just so into cookie and candy making. And, you know, not that we would do it every day, but we would do it for, you know, two or three days or four days before the holidays. And spending time with my mom in the kitchen and, and cooking and baking and making candy was really one of my favorite memories. And I think it's an, a really nice tradition to start in your own family with your with your kids, even if they're high school or high school or college age. I still remember that to this very day. And I, it's a lovely memory for me. You know, I know my girls love getting in the kitchen and helping me. It's more like my perfectionist at times where I'm like, it's okay. You know, if we get flour all over the counter <laughs> or we spill outside the bowl and it's not maybe the exact measurement that just let it go. They're having fun. Exactly. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> no one's going to judge us on maybe that cookie didn't have just enough chocolate chips or M&Ms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you, you two, for joining in on this fun podcast. I know I love sweet treats and, you know, can talk about these all day long. But, we, you know, we will wrap up this fun-filled episode on Must Love Food. And we hope that you all either head on over to check out your latest issue that you hopefully have received by now and are cooking from. Or head to our website at CuisineAtHome.com for some more fun, different candy ideas or any kind of recipe you're looking to cook. So thank you for joining us. And we hope you all stay well and safe during this holiday season. And tune in next time for some more Must Love Food. Bye now. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. 
Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com. <laughs>